You're listening to Purpose Inspired, a podcast by myself, Wayne Visser. This season is based on a book called Business Frontiers, Social Responsibility, Sustainable Development and Economic Justice. Ethical Investment Money with Values Ethical Investment also called social investment, socially responsible investment, and green investment, is an international trend which refers broadly to the conscious use of investments to achieve social, ethical, and environmental performance objectives over and above the usual financial returns. The relevance of the ethical investment movement lies in its potential to deliver good financial returns while also helping to deliver on the country's social objectives like empowerment, good labour practices and environmentally sustainable development, for instance. Apartheid as a Catalyst The phenomenon can be traced back to the beginnings of the corporate social responsibility movement in the United States in the 1930s, although it only rarely became visible in the 1970s. At this time, church and university groups set up the first funds, such as the Pax World Fund, to avoid investment which supported the Vietnam War and the apartheid regime in South Africa. Since the political transformation of South Africa is widely regarded as one of the great motivators and success stories of ethical investment, this background is worth recalling. Many would argue that it all began in 1970. South Africa had just been ejected from the United Nations for its apartheid policies, and Reverend Leon Sullivan proposed that this be reinforced by the adoption of a set of minimum standards by U.S. companies with South African operations. These standards, formalized as the Sullivan Principles in 1977, included clauses on non-segregation of facilities on racial grounds, affirmative action for blacks, and social upliftment for underprivileged employees. Various civil rights, labor, and religious groups took it upon themselves to monitor and report on companies' adherence to these principles. In 1982, Connecticut became the first U.S. legislature to require all its investments to be screened against the Sullivan Principles, setting the precedent for similar action by other bodies. Then, as the South African regime toughened its stance on apartheid, complete disinvestment began, as a result of increasing stakeholder pressure and led by Citibank and Chase Manhattan Bank, 135 U.S. industrial companies pulled out of the country between 1985 and 1987. Over the same period, the the level of U.S. funds screened for South African links rose from less than $100 million to nearly $400 million. Similar ethical investment forces were at work in the U.K. over the same time. Lobby organizations like Christian Concern for South Africa end loans to South Africa and the anti-apartheid movement put tremendous pressure on the major UK banks, such as Midlands, Standard Chartered, and Barclays, to withdraw from South Africa. There were also campaigns against users of South African gold and suppliers of oil to South Africa, especially Royal Dutch Shell. 
These were given added weight by the emergence of screened ethical unit trust and investment funds with avoidance criteria for oppressive regimes, chiefly targeting South Africa. By 1985, South Africa was forced to default on its foreign loans, and in 1986 the U.S. passed the Comprehensive Anti-Apartheid Act, with the European community following suit shortly after to consolidate international financial sanctions. Types of Ethical Investment There are basically two types of ethical investment, shareholder activism and screened investments. Shareholder activism is where groups of shareholders campaign for changes to what they perceive as the unethical practices of the companies they have a technical stake in, often by using the annual general meeting as a platform for their awareness and lobbying tactics. This category is defined as investors who have sponsored or co-sponsored resolutions on social issues in the last three years. Screened investments typically include avoidance of investments in areas such as oppressive regimes, armaments, animal exploitation, tobacco, gambling, and alcohol production. The converse might include deliberate support of investments in companies with a good record in environmental awareness, employee welfare, or community involvement. But this is an evolving field which has grown to embrace over 300 different criteria, with gun control and biotechnology among the more recent issues to be factored in. This category of ethical investment has seen the largest growth of all. Ethical Investment Indexes While there are now a plethora of ethical investment funds globally, various indexes serve to illustrate how ethical investments have gone mainstream, such as the Dow Jones Sustainability Group Index. The DJSGI was launched in 1999 and by the end of December 2000 already had a capitalization in the excess of $5 trillion. The Sustainability Group Index family includes a global index, three regional indexes covering North America, Europe and Asia Pacific, and one country index covering the United States. Companies are selected and scored for the index using eight economic criteria, including risk and crisis management, strategic planning and corporate governance, as well as seven environmental criteria, including environmental performance, environmental charters, environmental policies, and environmental health and safety reporting, plus 11 social criteria, including stakeholder involvement, social policies, standards for suppliers, and remuneration. In addition, there are industry-specific criteria, such as research and development, eco-design, hazardous substances, and community programs. Each of the five broad regional indexes has four additional narrow specialized sustainability indexes that exclude investments in alcohol, gambling, and tobacco. Does ethical investment pay? In a recent survey of the UK NM Conscious Fund, 
it was revealed that 87% of the unit owners had bought on the strength of the ethical approach of the fund, while only 7% had done so on the grounds of investment performance. In other words, these investors were prepared to sacrifice their level of financial returns for social returns. But is this really necessary? Do ethical funds underperform? While financial theorists argue that by limiting the diversity of investment choice, ethical screens compromise potential returns, in practice very few analysts have been able to show underperformance except for some of the exclusive green funds. Most, among them Fortune magazine, conclude that the ethical funds either reflect the average for mutual funds or significantly outperform the market. According to Russell Sparks, author of the book The Ethical Investor, the explanation for this phenomenon can be found in a number of possible effects. First, the smaller companies effect, that responsible investors are forced to avoid large conglomerates and concentrate on smaller companies, which over time grow faster. Second, the anticipation effect that exclusion of certain companies on grounds of moral or environmental repugnance anticipates later legal action and financial problems. Third, the information effect, that properly done ethical or green investments need a higher level of knowledge about the companies invested in than normal investment managers possess. And fourth, the positive selection effect, that the positive criteria used by such funds help them target well-run companies. It is important not to lose sight of the wood for the trees, however. What are the real returns of ethical funds? Their true value is in directing money towards the fulfillment of social and environmental goals which usually get underfunded in the marketplace. Their returns may not be short-term financial profits and may not directly benefit the individuals making the investment. Instead, their legacy may be a better world for future generations to live in. In addition, ethical investment may be an important system of checks and balances to counter the unrestrained might of the large influential companies of the world. It may be the very vehicle we need to keep business accountable and responsible to ensure that they don't sell off the quality of life of our unborn children in the name of money.